self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people is your boy mr on point and i am calamity red we are conversation con artists back for another episode i really really want to do a janet song for the intro but i can't you ain't no Janet fan. I you am. don't even deserve to I, do a Janet song. I know so many. They're just eluding me right mm-hmm. now. Convenient, convenient excuse. It's what it is. <laughs> Look, I want y'all to go to www.conversationconartist.com and check out our current podcast episode with articles linked to the stories. Our old podcast episode as well as go to the mail icon so you can leave us some feedback, subscribe to our newsletter, or just give us some comments about the show. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity. And I've actually changed my Instagram to the same thing. So Instagram and Twitter. And I tweet upon occasion now. So, you know. That, that's a sneak diss. That's a sneak diss to me. I didn't say. You You just let them know. like <laughs> that's a sneak diss. I, I think- tweet. I mean, I Ask think Mr. On Point, what he do? I didn't say that. I think you feeling <laughs> guilty. <laughs> you projecting. I was simply saying I'm tweeting now because I wasn't tweeting in the past. But ask Mr. On Point what he do. I'm out here like Jeff Sessions, <laughs> just snitching <laughs> just on you. Voluntary bullshit. <laughs> that Alabama man. Fuck. <laughs> that Bama. Uh, we are still through with the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcardartist at gmail.com. And the question for this week is, if we wanted to be something other than therapists at any time in our life, what was it? You know, when I was a kid, I didn't know nothing about no damn therapy. <laughs> counseling that wasn't even in the like repertoire of what I could be oh yeah like, like police officer firefighter yeah, yeah and when I got older in high school my school counselor didn't do shit but paperwork yeah you couldn't too. go talk to the school counselor about nothing yeah she knew my grandma and my granddaddy too so like <laughs> what kind of problems could I go and she lived across the street damn you was all kind of fucked up so for me a counselor wasn't really relevant yeah you know and when I was growing up, so it took a long time to find out that there was something that was catered to learning about human behavior, mm-hmm. you know, and but before that, I was like a pre-engineering major. Yeah. That is amazing. Do you know how much, ma- obviously, you know how much math is involved. I did not know. Oh. When I was a pre-engineering major, I didn't know that had shit to do with math. Shit ton of math. Nigga, my family is not mathematical. We are not math people. <laughs> All I knew was that I done took apart our washing machine at home and fixed it before. <laughs> I've taken apart computers several times and put them back together before. I seem to just kind of get it as it pertains to, you know, fixing things and being hands-on with little micro electronics being engineering though you got to learn the formulas behind and and i know i know i found out late in the game i found out i didn't know i had switched over to psychology before i even grasped on to how much math how much math was in engineering i didn't know i was like i found out later when i had a friend in engineering and i saw his books and i said what the hell all that math for (laughs) he was like engineering (laughs) i was like shit i made a good decision (laughs) to get out of this it's a ton of math. Like I'm not a math person. I'm not a numbers kind of person at all. Um, 
anybody that knows me like in my personal life knows that I watch ID channel. ID channel at King of the Hill and, and YouTube. I'm watching one of those three things yep. <laughs> at any given time. Um, I really, really, really wanted to be a criminal profiler when I was in high school. And I actually, my undergraduate degree is in criminal justice. And I wanted to work for the FBI. And I wanted to go in and interview serial killers. And, and so I always had an interest in human behavior. It's just like the more fucked up part of human behavior um but i did not research criminal profiling very good and the fbi don't want criminal justice majors ironically they want um they want people that like accounting and like the the, the majors that they look for are not majors that you would think that they would be looking for so after that, I was, I still, I've always had an interest in human behavior, like why people do the things that they do, what, what leads people to the decisions that they make. And so when I got ready to go back to grad school, you know, I was like, how else will I be able to study behaviors and, and have a job where I will still be, it won't be like the criminal side of, well, sometimes it is, but for the most part, it's not the criminal side of it, but I, I decided to go back and do counseling. And, and this way I actually have more of an impact on like being a part of the change in human behavior as opposed to just observing it and trying to understand it. Um, so yeah, I wanted to be a criminal profiler. Um, but if I had to go back and, and, counseling wasn't an option i would probably do something that was more creative because as i've gotten older i've learned about myself that i'm actually pretty creative and i didn't know that like early on so like yeah i probably i don't know photography or graphic design something where i was able to create something probably but um i've always had an interest in human behavior just use and i i mean if you need to know how to murder somebody and potentially get away with it you know I might be able to help you out with She's that. She's the one. <laughs> Me, petty. Her, murder. Murder. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, I watch nonstop Discovery Channel. So I was still like a pre-engineering major at a certain point, and then, but I realized that the books I read, the articles I read, they were all like self-help related stuff. And so when I took my first psychology class at AUM, I was like, there is a thing where you study the brain, you know, and computers and those concrete study things where like once you have all the pieces, you got it. Mm -hmm. That wasn't like enough for me. I need like like human behavior is a constant, ever changing puzzle. That you got to constantly seek knowledge for. That you got to constantly seek to understand. And I think that that's what really drove me into psychology. And into eventually becoming a therapist. Is just human behavior. Now, at one point I tried to go into IO psychology. Which is industrial organizational psychology. Mm -hmm. That was basically the application of human trends and human behavior. To like uh, organizations and trends. Like if you go to American Eagle industrial organizational psychologists you know come up with the strategy of placement of mirrors and all oh. that stuff because of human behavior mm -hmm. 
it just wasn't a very prevalent program. And I had to go out of state to do that program. And it was a horrible out of state experience. And it was a horrible online school program experience. Fucking hate online. And it was expensive. And it's just so many different things came from that situation. And so I came back and just went into just went into counseling with the idea of going into marriage and family therapy. But our school knocked that program out before I got a chance to enroll in that. Couples are the fucking worst. Why would you want to do that? Couples are, ain't bad. What? Couples ain't bad. I fucking hate. That is my least favorite counseling that I do. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I mean, I'm not saying I love it after <laughs> I started working with some clients and couples in the in the therapy session, but I think it's the one where you get the most immediate results from, you know, I mean, because couples come to you with, with such big problems that you can tell when they're resolving themselves. You can't tell that with individuals. I mean, yeah, but I just, I guess my biggest issue with couples counseling is that I feel like people wait too late to come and then they bring you this bomb with like five seconds left on it and, and have the expectation that you're going to disarm this shit. Like, no, <laughs> you should have been here an hour ago. And I got five seconds to say this isn't going to work. We all die. And that's what it feels like sometimes. Like we're all exploding. But sometimes the solutions are so fucking tiny. Yeah. You know, it works sometimes. But I just don't have enough experience with couples because I've worked with maybe five or six outside of working with the parents of kids that I see now. You know, but that's not working on a relationship. I've done a lot more than you. And (laughs) I like out of... Every five couples, there might be one where it's like, this is resolvable. I mean, like, when I say they come with, like, shit, that it's like, why are you even, like, it's like, um, I had a couple where the, the they were married. The wife got pregnant by her side dude and knew she was pregnant by her side dude and didn't tell her husband until after his mom died and then she decided to say, oh, by the way, I know your mom died. And I know you're dealing with that, but this baby ain't your baby. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Like, what? He wanted to stay with her. He had been raising, by the time they came, she had had the baby and he had been raising the baby as his own. She knew that she could tell him <laughs> that. She wouldn't have told no O.J. Simpson ass dude that. <laughs> like, her and the baby would be dead. <laughs> you know who you can try out here. Like, at the point that you know him that much, I feel like the people who do stuff like that and get murdered, they really just didn't know who they was fucking with. <laughs> they didn't know they mate. Most people know where the boundaries are if you've been paying attention in the relationship. I wish. Well, let me not. Because I've had that happen to me twice in relationships where niggas then got somebody pregnant. This is a younger red. Like, 32-year-old red. <laughs> somebody got to die. <laughs> like, somebody would die. Like, I would go to the ID channel shit that I got yeah, in the back of my mind. <laughs> Just want to let you know that. You will fucking die now. You know, like, it'll happen. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so, like, the couple most of the time the couples that i've got have shit like that like that ain't even an out of the way situation for like 
shit that people come in with and it's like th- before you got pregnant by your side dude y'all should have been in here like or maybe even before you got side dude probably should have been like at this point this shit is so fucked up like but it also depends and on the side population. dude wanted to be involved with the baby because it was his baby i'm saying it sounds like this is a population issue well this is true because like, you gotta understand where I work it's like we're one of the only free services so these are people that don't have insurance couldn't afford this otherwise or aka relationships from the hood <laughs> which that could be a, that could be like a TV show relationships Yo, listen, from the hood when I get to retirement age I'm totally gonna write a book <laughs> and just change names and shit so many, so many situations like I tell people all the time like you would not believe the lives that people are out here living like sometimes people come in I don't get surprised much anymore cause like you just see so much shit but every now and then a motherfucker will come in with some shit I've never heard and I'm just like wow <laughs> like you really out here living like this is your life like this is your life what the fuck like most of the time I don't I'm not impacted by like shit because you just hear so much stuff the longer that you do this but every now and then somebody will come in with some shit and I'm just like (laughs) I don't know I don't know where to go with this I had a client one time that was accused of going into somebody's house breaking into their house having the whole family get on their knees and put a bullet in the back of all their head, including two children, and then set the whole house on fire. Now, he got acquitted of that. What? Yeah, it was bad. Wow. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, so that's one of those. <laughs> but see, that's one of them things where the... When you are convicted by the court of public opinion, mm. it don't help. So... The reason he was in counseling with me because after he got acquitted, whether he did it or not, don't know. He might have. He just might have had a good lawyer. OJ. He might have got lost. OJ. (laughs) (laughs) But the problem he was having currently was that everybody in the community was trying to kill him. (laughs) That's not funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, he would go to the club and there's always somebody who either knew that family or who was related to that family. And you know, I was like, why don't you move? I was just that. Leave. <laughs> like, I don't give a damn. Like, you need to get like them cartoons with a stick with a little bit of cloth around the, the, whole, back the whole back. The hobo pack. Exactly, with the <laughs> shit. And you need to be walking down the road lonely. Just what you need to go do. To a destination that nobody know where you at. But the mentality is, ain't nobody fit to rub me out my home. <laughs> that mentality gonna leave your ass fucking... Dead. I had somebody that had witnessed two murders on two separate. I think I've talked about her before. I ended up on um first forty eight, and I was like, "Why don't you like like people know you out here as a snitch, and in the hood, that's like the worst thing you could be. Why don't you move? Ain't nobody running me out of my home. Okay, <laughs> like, okay, girl. <laughs> well, all right." All right. I hope I see you next week. <laughs> hope you make it back. Like I don't know. The paranoia of being possibly being murdered. And I, is it paranoia if it's true though? <laughs> well, I think you're gonna be paranoid at every turn, even when you ain't supposed to be. I like mean, if a Walmart employee walk up behind you and start fixing the shelf and you ain't paying attention, you gonna jump. <laughs> like yeah, that's paranoia. 
it might be realistic outside of Walmart, yeah. but I mean, it, and the neighborhood she lived in was like constant gunfire and shit. Like, <laughs> why would you want to live there? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I so yeah, so uh, couples is my least favorite. I, I give me an individual any day. Couples, and then probably as much as I enjoy working with teenagers. The thing that makes me not enjoy working with teenagers ain't even the teenagers. It's their fucking parents. These parents out here are the worst. They don't want to make any changes. They just basically are like, here, fix my kid because they the problem. And they don't want to change the whole system that the family is. And it just it's frustrating. I love working with teens. I love it. Hate working with their parents. (laughs) Listen, if you got a teenager you will be really naive to believe that you don't have anything to do with what they became. <laughs> all right. Whether that means you are actively involved in the wrong way or passively not involved in the way you should have been. You know, you don't have to do stuff to fuck your kid up for them to get to a point where they don't have all the understandings of life that they could have. And what I had to work with a parent on, you know, recently is she rules with an iron fist. And I told her there is a level of ruling with an iron fist that does the opposite of what you're trying to achieve. You can be very, very firm, but you got to meet your kids where they at. Yeah. You have to meet your kids where their personalities at and where their temperaments at. The thing is, she's trying to raise them based on the life that she had. And her kids don't have her life. Her kids have the life that she's provided for them, which is much better than the one that she had. Yeah. And so she's not looking at it in the context of I need to meet my kids where they at with the life I'm giving them. So there is some shit you can do ruling with an iron fist that can do the opposite. And a lot of people be like, you know, I got beat. My mama threw me around and I turned out well. Did you? Did you turn out well? No, you fucking did turn out well. You are harboring so much hatred and you hate your mama's guts. (laughs) You go to her house and you respect her as much as a slave respect the master, but you don't have a genuine relationship with her. No. And that's exactly what you're garnering with your kids by doing this shit to them. Like you are raising a baby to be a human being that's functional in society. You can't do that beating a person for 18 years. (laughs) You just can't. At a certain point, you need to start communicating with them and help them understand what life is. Not beating to them what your ideas and understandings of life are. That shit don't work for every kid. And they're people. Like kids are people. They're not little versions of you as much as they may look like you, as much as people may tell you they sound like you. They are absolutely not little versions of you. They are their own people. You should want them to be their own people. And you should be trying to cultivate what that looks like as much as you can in a healthy way instead of trying to, you know, you going to be this way because this is the way it is. Okay. Let me know how that works out for you. But teenagers be lying, though. Well, that's what they supposed to do. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying a downfall of working oh, with Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, they some lying ass. Oh, yeah, they some lying ass motherfuckers. Yeah, they are. And it's a thin line between lying and telling a very biased version <laughs> of what actually happened that caters to what their dialogue is. Like, it ain't lying. They just omitting a lot of stuff that would help us see it more objectively. That's lying. <laughs> that ain't lying necessarily. 
It depends on you if it's intentional like, or not. It, it is intentional. Not always. Not always. Some people are just so blind to the other perspective that they tell their perspective from what it looks like. I, but most them. of the time, kids have an ulterior motive in doing that. I want you on my side. So I'm going to tell you this in a way that makes her look like she being unreasonable as fuck right now. Kid will tell you a whole story about how they was done wrong and the school did this bad and these students, you know, got you in trouble. And then it'll be like, so so what what started all this? Well, I slapped him. <laughs> oh, okay. So why did you leave that shit out? Because <laughs> it wasn't important for their narrative. Because I'm in there like, oh, the school's bullshit. Oh, your parents snitched on you like that? Oh, hell no. Like, you slapped somebody though? Bruh, you deserve all of that. <laughs> you know? But I feel, uh, I don't know. I think. I'm so accepting of that in work because I expect that. I every time I I have a new kid in front of me, I completely expect this little motherfucker to come in here and tell me their version of the truth that's gonna make them make me what they think is gonna make me be like, your mom is crazy. We gotta fix your mom. Like I completely expect them to do that, and I feel like as we progress, hopefully they'll be less inclined to do that when they see that. I'm here for like I want the situation to get better. I'm not on your side. I'm not on her side. I want the situation to be better, and we need to figure out what we need to do to make this situation better. You lying to me? Not not helpful. Not helpful. So I mean, I go into these situations with them expecting that. You know what I'm saying? Like I fully expect. I, I, they're teenagers. Like that's what the fuck they do. I guess what frustrates me so much about adults doing that shit is you're supposed to fucking know better. Like you come in here and you tell me all like I had a couple where they told me all of their problems and left out the fact that. He was married to somebody that was not the woman that was in. The, he basically brought his mistress for counseling. Y'all didn't think that was an important shit for me to, because this is inappropriate as fuck. I can't do this. <laughs> like, no, he's married. Like, this is not okay. This is very not okay. Like, what the fuck? Left that out complete. Went on and on about well, he does this and she does that and he, you know, I can't trust him. Oh, I'm sure you can't trust him. He's married to a whole other bitch. Like, what? Like, it's tons of R&B songs dedicated <laughs> to how I know you ain't gonna fuck around on me if I'm the one that was fucking around on you while you was with somebody else. It's a ton of songs that tell you not to do that. I think Genuine got one. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't do that. No, you should And then you definitely shouldn't come to counseling with that person. Like, what in your mind said, you know what? I really want my relationship with my mistress to be stronger. Let me go. Let us go to camp. Not with your wife. Not your wife. Mm-mm. Let me make my mistress relationship stronger. Like, what? It, then, once I found that out and told them this is inappropriate, I can't do this. Then he gonna say, see, that's why I ain't want to tell you because I knew you were gonna say that. Get the fuck out of my office <laughs> right now. Leave. <laughs> like, what? You knew, because you know that you wrong as fuck. Like, what's wrong with you? He brought his mistress to fix their relationship. When the elephant in the room is this wife. Like, what? You- and the mistress was like, yeah, like, I just want to be able to trust him. What? No. <laughs> like, you're not going to be able to do that. He's married to a whole nother person. 
Have you ever worked with like schizophrenia? Mm, a little. Normally, if it's not uh, medicated, I have to refer because we don't have the we don't have a psychiatrist. So if they're medicated and and stable, I can. If I find that they're not medicated and stable, it's a referral out. So, so not extensively. So working in the First off, I've worked with a child before that has schizophrenia, which you can't diagnose, or some yeah. kind of psychotic disorder. Any in Alabama, other, yeah. you can't diagnose until they're eighteen. Yep. I don't know what it's like in other states. Probably but the same. I think because they he, don't want to put that stigma on them. Well, when he had his psychotic break, he lived his life as if he had a tail. <laughs> like everything he did, he took the, the his tail into consideration. <laughs> like sitting down, people closing the door in front behind him, like. It was like so deeply ingrained, <laughs> but schizophrenia and suicidal ideations are the most terrifying things. Oh yeah, that I've ever dealt with. Like a person who was in the room that said, "Like I might leave here and kill myself." Oh fuck! That I is stand that, shit, that is the worst. <sighs> Trying to convince somebody else that their life is worth living is one of the most difficult things. Mind you, after they have methodically, yeah, yeah. over a long period of time. Come to the understanding and idea that it's not. Yeah, you know they've convinced themselves righteously that this is for the best. Everybody gonna idea. be happier. Yeah. Like this is gonna make things easier for everybody involved. It is. Yeah, that is the fucking worst. Um, and it's like a. It always makes me feel a little helpless just because it's like shit. Like this is a big. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I gotta fix this. Like. We got to get some kind of resolution. Now you can't, like, I have to, at the point that you tell me that you have a plan and, like, you are, you thought this out, I have to call the paramedics. We can't let you leave. Now, you can say that you don't want to go, but to cover my ass, now I got to call. And that's a whole nother thing because now you mad. Some And I've had situations where when the paramedics come out, they call their supervisor. Sometimes you don't even have a fucking choice. You have to go to the hospital. Like, they're going to take you and strap you down. So the two suicidal clients I had were... With suicide, there's always this ambivalence. There is a large part of you that wants to do it, but there's a small part of you that's trying to protect your life. And so the two that I've had... I was able to convince them that going to the hospital was the best option for them. And so they asked the first one actually drove herself to the hospital. I can't even let you do. We are not allowed to do that. Well, she drove herself to the hospital. Well, we had a measure as to where it was like something that they had to say. I had trigger words where if they didn't say those words, mm -hmm. we had to let them go and do it. Like she didn't get to the point where it's like, I'm going to kill myself. Oh. But she did go to the hospital. And I followed up with her and she did actually go. Uh, and the other person, he was fine with somebody coming. To uh, take him. To come <clears throat> and get him. Um, I had somebody that told me they tried to kill themselves on the way to the office. Like, swerving the car. I was like. Schizophrenia <sighs> is by, by far like the the scariest thing to experience as a counselor but I don't want to minimize how terrifying it must be for a person that is experiencing those episodes and those things. I had a client that was beating himself up because he thought that was the only way he can do something to the voices in his head. Shit. So he came in there with black eyes and busted chin and everything and you know it turned out he had been throwing himself around his apartment you know trying to keep them from saying. So we got into talking about 
the different relationships he had with the voices because they have been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had like one that was a little girl that was like protecting him from the other voices. One of them was this grown woman who was very aggressive. It's and always so funny that they usually have a voice that's a child. It's weird. Or young. Like that's all. He always- had like five different distinguished voices that he had relationships with. And a part of it was when we talked about medication, he didn't want the voices to go away. Because he wanted them, he wanted them to see him get better from them. Like it was weird, like the relationship because yeah. they were tormenting him so much. I'm gonna beat this. Yeah, you like, I want you to see me beat this. It yeah. was, it was real, it was real weird. I had a kid have a psychotic break in our office. That was fucking. That was. I didn't even. I was just like, call now, my man. Like he, he. He started talking and, and none of it was making sense. He was like getting up, just like just zoned out. Like got up and left the center, had to go out, chase him down. And and I had been working with this kid and, you know, it wasn't getting any. He wasn't, he didn't get to, it wasn't anything in me working with him up until this point that made me think that he was headed towards the psychotic break, but they had to hospitalize him for like, I think he was in there for like a week. He just lost it. Like he was talking about when he, the time he died and when he used to be an angel and all. I'm like, okay, you know, well, the ambulance to be here in a little bit. Um, that was scary because it was so out of character for him and it was so not who he normally was and I was just like please let him just go and not fight and not because I hate I've had to see one person have to be strapped down and I feel like I hate that um so I was hoping that he would like go of his own accord and it not have to be like a manhandling kind of thing and we did get him to a point where he like agreed to get on the gurney and stuff but man that shit yeah I hate when I have somebody come in suicidal so do you have any like tips or advice for anybody that is seeking to be a therapist at some point? You're not an advice. Like I think a lot of times people think that it's just going and giving advice and that's not what it is. There's so much more to it. There's so much more that you have to learn because people think, well, everybody comes and talks to me. So I'm just going to be a counselor. Like there's a lot that goes into understanding the reason why because that's the thing you have to be able to understand why people do the things that they do to help them make a change so it's it's a lot more than just people coming to talk to you um know that oh also because i had i saw this a lot in grad school you're gonna work with all kinds of people Unless you're going to go into like religion based, you are going to. So even if you do substance abuse, don't, if you have like a problem with gay people or the LGBT community, you don't need to be a counselor. Because regardless of the kind of counseling that you do, you're going to encounter LGBT community has substance abuse issues. They have relationship issues. Uh, there are adolescents that are going through identity issues there are older people who go you are not going to be able to escape a particular type of person or a particular race of person or like sexual orientation so if you have all these preferences about who you want to work with or don't want to be with you don't need to be a therapist because you don't get to control like who comes into your office 
and you can't turn somebody away because you don't agree with their lifestyle. You're not going to agree with a lot of the shit that people come in doing. You know, it's not for you to judge them and it's not for you to just, you know. So I would say you have to be a pretty open-minded person to do this job. What I would say is make sure you know what stuff you're dealing with and what stuff you're harboring. Oh, yeah. Make sure you've handled whatever issues have gone on in your life. I mean, this something in counseling called counter-transference and transference yep. and these are basically when somebody that you're working with reminds you of somebody that triggers a different set of thinking for you and regardless of what you've been through you will encounter somebody with a similar situation like that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah it like, will fucking happen because i had an older client that was saying stuff that my granddaddy used to say and so i started looking to him like for input myself <laughs> so like it will put you in a different relationship with that mm -hmm. person once they do something. And that one was positive, but sometimes it can be an a abuser negative, yep. or somebody that's done something negative for you that they do or say that triggers a negative relationship or response to that person. Or somebody who going through something that you went through isn't going to react to it the same way. They may not need to handle it. The same. So you can't put yourself onto their situation, even if you've been through something similar. That can also be a situation where it might be hard to like separate yourself from it this ain't your situation might be similar to your situation it's not your situation and they have to decide for themselves what the best way to handle their situation is you you can't be biased because well i went through this and this is what i did and this is what you need to do that is not how it works so yeah therapy is i'm a very logical and rational person so therapy is i think it works for somebody like that Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's much more difficult for somebody who has a bleeding red heart for all oh, yeah. bad things that happen because you're going to be working with kids potentially that have been abused. Mm -hmm. You're going to be working with people that potentially have abused. You might be working with kids that have abused because they were abused. Yep. Like it puts you in a lot of situations where you're not sure where you stand on the morality of what that person experienced in our society, it's a lot of groups of people that people say that don't don't need help. Yep. They need to get shipped off to an island and all kill. Shit, my, the agency I work for, we get a lot of DHR. So I get a lot of people who didn't, did shit to their kids, through, whether through neglect or through them actually abusing them. And, you know, I don't get to say, I don't want to fuck, fuck them. <laughs> like, they don't need their kid. Like, fuck that shit. Because usually when you start working with them, you realize that this was normalized for them at some point in their life. And, you know, they, they, people, there's usually there is a purpose and, and a reason behind behavior. You just have to find what that is. And you can't just go into a situation and be like, she did what? Fuck that bitch. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. I work with a lot of people that it's like. And I'm going to tell you right now, when them commercials at night come on with the animals on it, well, you know, you might see a dog with the two front legs hey, gone. So they hey, walk on their back legs hey, and they chin. That fucks with me, though. That does. I'm just me. saying, if you cry and can't get a good night's sleep from that therapy, I mean, I ain't gonna be easy for you. I don't cry, but I, it's sad. I hate watching it. And sometimes, but I'm an asshole, so sometimes I'll get my dogs to be like, "You see this? You see this? This could be your life." But instead, you got somebody who gives a shit about you, and every time y'all let him miss fucking behaving, think about these songs. That don't work because they don't it understand. Don't. They don't know what the fuck. what you're saying. They don't need to be looking at the TV screen. <laughs> they don't. It make me feel better. This could be you. This could be your life. Nah. <laughs> I ain't with it. Those, those commercials fuck with me, though. I don't cry. 
But but there's some people out there who cry. I changed the channel. I don't see that shit. Why not? Because <laughs> it's sad. Who want to watch that? Well, they put that on the TV for something. They try to trigger something for you to, want I to donate. I own two dogs. I've done my part. One of whom is a rescue. <laughs> I've done my part. Every time I feed them little niggas, I'm doing my part in helping animals. Maybe. They have a home. Technically, we animals. Where the, to the universe. <sighs> Just because we've been endowed with sentience don't make us no different from them. It makes us very different. That's Not why as we far can, as the universe is concerned. That's why we own them and they don't own us. If the universe drop a meteor down here, <laughs> all the creatures die. <laughs> Not the ones with sentience don't make a difference. <laughs> We can we can see it. Hey, you ain't ever seen none of these doomsday movies where they see that it's coming and try to figure out how to stop it. We might have a chance of stopping it. In most it. of those movies, they find out that it ain't shit they can do. <laughs> Until they do something at the end, but you never knew that they was going to be able to do something. That's true. Everybody was just going to die. <laughs> Independence Day, everybody was just going to die. Oh, I ain't talking about alien. I'm talking more like, uh... Oh, Natural what's disasters. the yeah like the movie where the climate change what's the name of that movie shit all of these bad storms and it started snowing in places where it didn't normally snow we actually ended up having to go to mexico which is fucking hilarious because it was the only place that was like how fucked up would that be if we build a wall <laughs> and then i and there's the climate and we need to go to mexico and we like and they're they gonna be there, like no 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 they're gonna open up the little door like at a, at a club and be like what's the password and none of them work <laughs> I ass is dead because of Donald yep, Trump. Yeah, pretty much. What is the name of that movie? It's not The Perfect Storm. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I can't remember the name of it. I own it too, I and I can't think of it. I watched some of them. It was one that had um, <laughs> Nicolas Cage in it, where it was like there was like a religion aspect to it. The two kids were gonna be like Adam and Eve and like repopulate because they blew the fucking world up. Can't remember the name of that one either. I don't know if it sound like you said Nicholas or if I just heard Nicholas. I said Nicholas. I really <laughs> feel like you said Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I no. Mm-mm. He I think is this Nicholas. Just ruined the word Nicholas for me though. Now you gonna hear Nicholas every time. Every time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I think that we went way too long we did. on that. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Um, let's see. Meek Mills is still getting ales. We milk. He gonna get ales for the rest of his life. He got into an altercation uh, at the airport. Now he got an assault charge, which is probably not good for somebody that was just on house arrest. So there's that. Well, he was on house arrest because he was doing bullshit. He ain't got no business. This is true. That don't change. I I just like, (laughs) I would like to see a positive story about him. (laughs) I just, I feel like he just never has like. What do you expect Meek Mills to do positive? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I can't even think of anything that he could do. He's a hood dude. But what do hood dudes do that's positive? It's plenty of hood dudes that ain't getting L's like this though. Like they're not out but here. What just... they doing positive though? What is the best thing a hood dude can do for people to say, "Damn, I'm rallying behind this gentleman"? 
Is Chance does Chance the rapper count as a hood no. dude? <laughs> Chance ain't hood. Um, Drake ain't hood neither. Definitely not hood. Um, <laughs> I can't nobody. Hood dudes don't do nothing good. I don't know why the hell Lil Flip got a Lil Flip day in Houston. I don't know. Is Lil Flip still a thing? Flip. Flip. I don't. I mean, he got little flip day in Houston, apparently for charitable works. We don't know what that means. I don't know if he still even raps and put out mixtapes. I don't think. Uh, I, I, that's why I say is he still a thing? Is little flip? That's like a what early two thousand <laughs> type thing. That's. I'm uh, just saying. I can't think of nobody I, right now. That's the only hood dude I can think of that did something, and I don't really have any more information around it. David Banner tries to do stuff. Banner, it don't no. work. I'm no. saying he. <laughs> no. <laughs> David Banner. David Banner will say some good shit at the beginning of the sentence and fuck it up at the end of the sentence. That's all David Banner do now. But he tries. <laughs> He's trying. Let me. I can't think of nobody. I can't. Listen. Listen. Because Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar is a hood, dude. The is he not? Kendrick Lamar is hood. Listen. The way that he you from say Compton. trying. The way that you say trying. <laughs> It's like when somebody in a movie done got their ass beat and they over here on this side of the floor about to bleed out and they friend finna get murdered on the other side. When they reach their hand out, that's the equivalent of the helping that David Banner is doing, okay? I just want to let you know, ain't no way in fuck you're going to stop anything. You're finna die. That's the equivalent to what David Banner is doing, all right? And Kendrick Lamar, He I, is hood. He's from Compton. I... From Compton, just is the general umbrella to what makes you hood from there. Well, no, but look at look look at uh, Good Kid, Man City. Like his experiences there were hood as fuck, and so his parents at least. Well, he on moved the- from somewhere else to Compton, and <laughs> that whole album was his experience of being an outsider <laughs> with all these people that were insiders fucking with him. <laughs> That's what that was. He was basically telling a story about being on the outside looking in. J. Cole? J. Cole? What is J. Cole? Ain't he, where he from? He from somewhere in North Carolina. Fayetteville? <laughs> Something with Ville behind it. Oh, yeah. Um, Dreamville? Is that a place? Or is that a name of his? Uh, I think that's what he named his. Fuck. I, okay. I don't know no good hood niggas. All right. <laughs> I'm just, so all I'm saying is I just don't think that there are, is a lot of room for Meek Mills to do some shit that's not an L. <sighs> he could stay out of the limelight. Maybe that's what he need to do. Just stay out of the limelight. Stop falling downstairs. and, and <laughs> he, get, he get a lot of little L's. Meek Mill L, the L's around him are like gnats around me and you. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of them. Like he it just, is, but it ain't gonna. Oh. I mean, it ain't gonna. Your life ain't gonna end. It's people out like here who got like L's that's like a lion chasing after their ass. Meek Mill got a lot of little bitty ones. Speaking of humongous and large L's, did you see Janet Jackson's daughter? I did. <laughs> I did. I look more like Janet Jackson's daughter than this bitch. What? Come on now. Have you seen New Janet Jackson? New Janet Jackson. What do you mean new? She's really big. She had a baby at I'm 50. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just surprised. saying. I'm saying she's still New Janet Jackson. Her though. bounce back game is like non-existent. 
now. I'm just saying. At 50, that's what happened when you have a baby. At 50. That's why I'm trying not to do that shit. You, the bounce back game is not is that long. great. 50 is late in the game. It is. It's late, late it's in the game. It's super late. That's why you don't have no bounce back. So I'm not surprised. I'm just Ain't saying, no she looked more like new Janet Jackson. No. I'm not saying that she looked like Janet Jackson at all, but she I'm don't. just saying. Because ain't no DeBarge and Janet Jackson made this bitch. Like, she looked like Lonnie Love and Faison Love had a baby. But not Janet and no DeBarge. Like, no. Absolutely not. There is nothing about her. Nothing about her that looked like either one of them. I just wonder what gives the story enough merit for us to know about it. Like, I can walk up to somebody bald-headed with a beard and be like, you my daddy. <laughs> somebody that's 60 years old and be like, you my daddy. And it's going to be all over the news tomorrow. Like, what gives this story merit for us to know about it? Oh, I know what it is. It's because <laughs> is it his mom, the DeBarge, the, his mom is saying that <laughs> they had a blood test and that this girl is the daughter. Like that she's known all this time. That's what gave it merit is that his mom said that <laughs> that this is child. And it might be his child. It ain't his child with Janet though. The fuck? No. There is no way you're going to make me believe that this bitch is Janet Jackson. And and I can't remember his first name. It ain't L. DeBarge. I can't remember his first name. It, it That ain't their kid. If I'm sorry. It was their kid. It would be the worst DNA role that she ever could have fucking got. <laughs> like, because Janet Brothers is dark as hell, you know, originally. They so, still had the same fate, like the bone structure. Like, she, <laughs> they look like Jacksons. Like, I'll say that. Dark, light, they look like Jacksons. But the barges look like the barges, though. She don't look like neither set. <laughs> I'm just saying, what if she got a bad role from both DNA sets? Whew, that is unfortunate for her. God damn. That. If you haven't looked at, there is no, again, I look more like I could be Janet Jackson and DeBarge's uh, daughter than she does. There's nothing about her at all. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, put Janet Jackson love child in and the person that comes up in the results that looks least like <laughs> Janet Jackson multiple times, that's her. And where did she get this weave at? Like, I just feel, I feel okay, if if I'm going to make up this story, or even if I feel like I'm truly the child of the, I know that I'm going to come under public scrutiny, right? So, in me coming under public scrutiny, I'm going to try to, like, make my, like, coming out to the world, I'm going to look presentable. She looked ridiculous. Everything about the weave was terrible. Her she, makeup she, was terrible. She got the hair on that Dave Chappelle used for Prince <laughs> in the skit that he did when they shot basketball. She got that same hair on. She does. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, she does. That's fucking. T she it's the worst, the absolute worst she could possibly look. That's how she decided to look for this coming out as Janet Jackson's daughter like she look a mess she look maybe a she mess. was like but she got revitiligo 
Okay, Uncle Ruckus. Ain't nobody got that but Uncle Ruckus. Maybe <laughs> she was light, but then turned out black. Mm-mm. No. I'm lighter than her, and I'm dark. <laughs> the fuck? Ridiculous. There's nothing. And the, the, the boys just look white almost. They light as fuck. Janet is a little more brown, but there's nothing about these two people that would make me believe that they would come together and conceive this monstrosity of a person like what girl have so and so of course twitter had a field day talking shit about her <laughs> which i always enjoy because i'm petty but there she took a big ass l huge l nobody believes this Nobody but her and, and, and this particular Jabaj's mom. Nobody else in the world believes this bitch is their daughter. He probably, is he still alive? I know, alive. I know a lot of, the, some of them got drug issues throughout the family. He don't believe it. L's <laughs> <sighs> all over this situation. Big L's. So Snoop Dogg <laughs> put out a video in which in the video he is pointing a gun at a clown version of Donald Trump. Yes. Right. So let me tell you about this video. Cause I didn't watch the shit. I ain't no Snoop fan. <laughs> like Jen and Juice Snoop, sure. This this old ass Snoop, eh, not really. Not here for it. So I didn't even look at it. The song is named Lavender. Is that like a type of weed? I have no idea. I would imagine it's like something weed related. But the whole video is everybody's a clown, except for Snoop Dogg. Like, this is a whole clown world. So the video start off with like a a family. In of clowns? A whole family of clowns. Okay. Kid, dad, mom. And they at the, they at the house eating doggios or something like a Snoop Dogg version of cereal. And they like, they, they look like Fruit Loops, but only the green ones like that's the color weed. weed. Okay. <laughs> so the the dad, the little boy come in with a squirt gun and pointed at the daddy. He snatched it and take it and throw it and it go into his suitcase. And he closed the suitcase and he go off to work. Now he run down the street smoking a blunt. This sounds so crazy. And it's a white. They all white. <laughs> he run down the street smoking a blunt and the police officer come and pull him over, right? And so what he do is like from the steering wheel, we can't see what's going on, but he start pulling out a whole bunch of like them different colored cloths that be tied together. Mm-hmm. And he threw them all at the police officer and the police officer stepped back and pointed at the suitcase. He opened the suitcase and it showed the squirt gun in it and the police officer pointed the gun at him. Now, at this point in time, a black dude run in front of that car with clown face on with a camera phone recording it. And... <laughs> The police officer shoot one time, nothing but glitter come out the gun. <laughs> <laughs> and he shoot again and more glitter come out the gun. I don't know what the fuck is going on in this video, but he it's hilarious high. to me. He highs, fuck. It's got to be about <laughs> weed. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. Well, the lyrics was just about social justice and shit. And like it's showing news reports during it saying that Ronald Clump wants to report wants to deport all dogs. <laughs> and at some point it shows Ronald Clump at a press conference and somebody hit him over the back of the head and he fall out that ain't connected to shit but at some point he ended up being in the hood 
And then Snoop Dogg looking, see that he in the hood. He grab his gun and he go out and he put the gun up to Ronald Clump's head and he pulled a trigger and a little bang flag thing just come out. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, all I know is that Snoop Dogg went to some writers and said, I don't know what the fuck else is going to be about, but I want to put a gun up to somebody's head that looked like Donald <laughs> Trump and pull the trigger. I don't care how you make that work, but make it work. And they made it work in the context of a clown world in which he pulled a trigger and a bang flag came out and it was a bunch of bullshit. So from that... Conservatives lost their mind. Conservatives lost their mind. Donald Trump done responded. A whole bunch of shit done happened. So Donald Trump, mind you, while he's supposed to be talking to us about this fucking repeal of Obamacare, which he had, had said shit about it. Nope. Point. He ain't saying nothing about any of that stuff. He talking about the video that Snoop Dogg got about him. What Donald Trump said was, can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg, failing career and all, had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama? Jail time. Now, Snoop Dogg would have never did shit like that. But you remember, you know who would do shit like that? And who did do shit like that? Every goddamn fucking conservative. Yep. They had him hanging from trees and shit. There are pictures. You can still Google. There are pictures of white people with um, dummies that look like Obama hanging from trees and shit. So let's not act like conservatives weren't doing bullshit when it came to them disagreeing with Obama being president. They love to have this selective memory where they forget the bullshit that they do and then just want to cry about how liberals are doing this and that and the third. Like, y'all did some way more fucked up shit. He shot him with a, a, first of all, it was a clown version and secondly, it was with a bang gun. Like, he didn't like bloodily bludgeon him. (laughs) <laughs> Either way, conservatives have been a hundred percent Ray Charles to this shit that's been going on the last eight years. <laughs> they be like, none of that happened. None of that happened. We didn't do that. None of <laughs> us did that. Out here like Shaggy, wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. I don't care. But I know we got you, you on camera. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> like this is ridiculous. It's like, fucking ridiculous. And it, it won't surprise me if Donald Trump don't know that they was doing this shit out here. Nah, I can see him being oblivious because he's stupid. But all of these people in the media, they were reporting on the shit, so they know. So don't act like this is brand new. If that was a federal offense, it's a whole bunch of conservatives that, that would have been, been locked, locked up. up. Yes. Now, my favorite response to this situation was T.I. Let me just say, T.I. been out here surprising me because he has some okay thoughts in that head <laughs> is so i ain't i can't say this in ti voice but you know how ti sound so this is how he's saying it at snoop dog is a fucking legend you fucking tangerine tan muskrat scrotum skin lace front possum fur wig wearing alternative fact atomic <laughs> dog diarrhea face ass man Diar- wait i'm sorry diarrhea face i'm gonna use that this upcoming week so the first person that pissed me off for this upcoming week you're gonna be diarrhea face <laughs> but they face gotta look like diarrhea like his face looked like he on the shitter <laughs> and like he having like it's just running out <laughs> And that's what his face looked like most of the times. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> he's scrunching his face up, you know, like he smells shit. Pursing his lips together. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. a problem. 
Leave our legends' names out your fucking old ass puppy piss smelling ass mouth and continue to focus on dividing minorities, building barriers, alienating immigrants, and fucking this country up like you've been doing. Hashtag you want to be a dictator. Hashtag presidential level fuckboy. <laughs> See, he said shit to T.I. Shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he know won't. better. He ain't going to say that to T.I. have to do a video. Yeah. Well, and I. <laughs> that was an okay response. The response that was not all that okay. Bow Wow decided he wanted to come to to his uncle Snoop's rescue as well. The difference being that he brought Melania into the shit, talking about you know watch your mouth for we set your bitch out. Really, Bow Wow, come on, son. So of course people got at him like, whereas people were like uh, applauding Ti on Twitter, people got it. <laughs> I <laughs> like nigga shut up basically hush it's Bow Wow quit listening to Bow Wow everybody <laughs> Bow Wow he took a pretty heavy L yes I don't know what it was specifically but like don't nobody look at him as he worth a damn no more like what was what his happened? L let's see what did he do what, where was it? I don't know where he went wrong. I just feel like his Bow Wow, little Bow Wow, the little kid that was rapping was cute. I never, I just didn't imagine he was going to be able to translate that into, you know, an adult version that people were going to accept and be okay with. He's such a fuck boy. Like, he terrible. He says terrible shit. Like, and he think he much better than he is. You're like four foot 11, 90 pounds. And you acting like <laughs> you out here just pulling everybody's bitch. That is not what is going on. And you're not even all of that successful no more. So the money that would have got you some vagina, you ain't even got that no more. So like, I don't understand the fuck you so arrogant. Behind. Like what? Bow Wow's net worth is $600,000. His child support cost per month is $3,000. His earnings per month is $4,000. He said the amount of his checking account in 2012 is $1,500. And the estimate profit from the first album is $2.7 million. But when your first album was when you were eight. <laughs> A lot of time then passed between now and then. Damn, Bow Wow. You need to just go to being a regular person. You even need to change your name from Shad Moss to something else. If he went by Shad Moss, don't go by Bow Wow. Be Shad. Be Shad Moss. Don't even call him Bow Wow. Everybody just call him Shad. <laughs> I really hate that name. Shad. It's fake ass Chad. <laughs> like that shit wasn't that creative. Black fake ass Chad. Shad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Damn, Bow Wow. He just out here losing. Stay losing. What did he? What you know? What I don't know. He was losing before this, but remember when he was saying that he wasn't black? <laughs> I don't know. That <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like uh, he was losing before then, though. That just didn't help. I can't. I don't know where the turning point was. Where everybody was like, "Fuck that nigga." I, I don't feel know. Like the only way Bowie can make a comeback is: Have you seen Face Off? face off the movie with John Travolta Nicolas Cage <laughs> he need to do that shit with T.I. or <laughs> who wanna become him though he gonna have to bludgeon they ass he will have to knock them out yeah, nobody's like, gonna voluntarily exactly. switch places like, with his they ass they gonna just have to wake up 
T.I. gonna be, have to wake up with Bow Wow face on. <laughs> that would be terrifying. I feel like that wouldn't even work because we'll still recognize his voice and be like, that ain't T.I. Get your ass on somewhere. <laughs> How did they address the voice in face? I ain't seen face off in so long. Didn't they like? I don't. Did they do something to his vocal cord? Like, cause he they like completely switched where he, they sounded like. But each that was other. fantastic as a movie concept because they had to they had to change that acting like one person and started acting like another yep. person in the middle of the movie. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like they they pretty much sound about the same. He would have to find who does. Judge Travolta and Nicholas Cage sound the same. They just Nicholas Cage just put more space between his words when he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bow Wow could just I don't know nobody he sound like though. You know he ain't nobody. he ain't southern and the Ti too southern for him. And he still sound like a teenager. I mean, well, this ain't no better. I was gonna say he could trade places with like Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Yeah, I don't want to trade places with Chris Brown. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He ain't gonna want to trade places with him. What? Chris? Why would Why would Bow Wow say I'm gonna trade in places with Chris? Chris is relevant for bad shit mostly. He's still making music though that people listen to, regardless you know of like he need to trade places with somebody outside of the music industry, like Jesse Williams or something. Oh like, fuck! Somebody he no. can go act. He can't pull that off. Jesse too woke. He don't. He need somebody less woke than Jesse. He can't be Jesse. He not woke enough for Jesse. He gonna be saying some dumbass. Is shit that? And like, they gonna be like, what the fuck happened to Jesse? Yeah, nah, not Jesse. <laughs> Jesse really. lost he his mind. He need to get out of music. We he he got too much of a bad brand in motherfuckers' heads in music. He, he been need to go in, he else. been acting too. He was on a version of was it Law or no? It was a version of um CSI that was that crashed and burned it was he's like done nothing credible roll bounce roll bounce i mean he ain't done nothing worth a damn uh he was in show, one of medias quick what csi yeah it did like after a season he was in a medea movie if people were looking for bow out of being movies he'd be in most shit than some medea episode of a show that got canceled and a fucking show he about was the main character and a fake in this ass show. <laughs> Oh, roll bounce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know who he, 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 he just need to sit the fuck down. He need to take his 600,000, go to college, find him a new career, and forget that he was ever a fucking celebrity. How is he worth six? How is he even worth six figures at this point? I what does know he what do? worth means. I think that <laughs> shit that means you got a house that's $200,000 okay, and a car yes, that's $100,000. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, what does he even do now? Does he do? Because 106 The Park is gone. The CSI shit didn't work out. What does he do Tweet? now? Yeah. Instagram? Trying to get people to come and say, hey, Bow Wow, you should do some stuff with us. Nobody's going to do that. <laughs> no, I feel okay. <laughs> I don't know if I. I think I had this conversation with Cole when I was on government night. I feel about Bowen the same way I feel about Amorion. Just I'm tired. I don't. I just need you to sit down. He caped so hard for Amorion. I don't understand why. Omar, like he could dance, but like even his like genre of day he out here pop lock don't nobody do this shit no more like i when he joined maybach i was just like the fuck they get him this is the thing. dancing ain't enough 
Like you ain't finna go to no corporate interview and be like, "What do you bring to the team?" And you just start getting up and popping, <laughs> locking and dropping and shit. That's I not how it works. Doing that though, I can totally see Omarion just be, just getting up and start <laughs> I can see him doing that. Okay, we will communicate with you further. <laughs> Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> I just feel like Mario, he and Mario do it crack now because y'all know I feel like Love and Hip Hop is crack. Like you get on crack, he's on crack. He's on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, which is probably the least popular version of the show. And... I just don't see it for him the same way I don't see it for uh, Bow Wow. I think Amarion might still be making music with Maybach. I'm not even sure, to be honest with you. That one song that he had, that very first song, I don't even remember what the song was. Because I didn't like it. I just, just not an Amarion fan. I feel like uh, he thought he was going to really be some shit after B2K. I mean, he had Icebox. And he had what was that little stupid ass movie? That's, to me, that's a stupid ass name for a song. Icebox. Yeah. <laughs> I got, got an ice icebox box with my heart. His heart Ain't <laughs> nobody used the term fucking icebox since the forties, bro. Why are you saying you got an icebox? He could say a freezer. Freezer. He could say freezer. He could have said anything that wasn't eighty years old. But what? 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 what a, I, I got an ice cube. <laughs> I don't know what you would use instead of icebox, freezer, ice cube. He could have said any fucking synonym for something cold and possibly freezing. Uh, What was the name of the movie that I never watched? That dumbass. You got got served. served. Never watched that shit. That's how much I don't fuck with them. Because I watched some of them dance moves. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I didn't watch step up or i didn't watch the one with um what's his face and chris brown in it for five minutes where they were at the college Duh, i can't think of the name of it stomp the y'all i ain't gonna act like i didn't watch some of these things board wrong let me tell you about you got served <laughs> and i knew what was gonna happen when you got served because of the cinematography right i'm watching you got served and they dance and shit but in between scenes it's a little boy in the movie. And every time something go on, they do a real aggressive zoom in on him. And I'm like, the first time I was like, that was odd. And then they did it again. And I said, he going to die. <laughs> something going to happen to him. They trying to connect us with this boy's responses and reactions to shit. Because something with this boy going to happen later in the movie. The little bastard got killed in the movie. And I was like, that's aggressive-ass zooming. One, that fucked up the movie for me. Number two, fuck this dance. <laughs> like, it's not impressive that you star in a movie about shit that you do, like dancing. Wasn't it like, was it, was, did they have little, okay, I didn't watch it. And the reason I didn't watch it, because it seemed like they had little dance games. And so the two—that's what it was. It was two like two games would be da- like I can't. It's too much. Like I, it was essentially fuck your crew, fuck my crew, fuck your crew, nigga. Let's dance. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get out there pop locking and shit, and I'm like, that ain't how the hood work. It was like West Side Story <laughs> with black people did. I didn't. I had seen West Side Story. Huh. How have you not seen West Side Story? I, I want to live in America. No, really? That don't help shit. Okay. <laughs> at all. <laughs> I Basically, mean, every Latino. 
in Mexico right now. <laughs> Every Mexican. <laughs> and then they come over here and then they barely make it. They basically is two street gangs that are rivals and one of the uh, uh, sisters of, of one of the head gang members fall in love with a member of the, the rival gang and they do a lot of dancing in the street. Were these white <laughs> gangs or like Italian mob gangs? Like what kind of gangs were these? I want to live in America. What he was Latin Kings? The, more like Latin Kings, yeah. Because they were they were um Hispanic. I can't believe you gotta watch now. We gotta watch West Side Story. You have to watch West Side Story. It's about gay. I want to live in a Maddie. So it's, it's Latino you got served. I don't want to yep, watch that. It's Latino. I don't want to see it. If it's Latino you got served, then no. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, but I know it's a classic. They dance, but they also are still gang members. So, like, somebody gets shanked in, in, the, in dance. the movie. Oh, so, like, uh, damn. So, like, the fighting scene in Smooth Criminal? <laughs> yeah. where, they, where they circling around each other with the knife? <laughs> but they had somebody get shanked, yeah. So was yeah. Was it smooth? Or was it bad? No, it was bad. Yeah, like yeah. bad. Where they, they circling around each other with a knife? Yeah, it's like bad. Okay, but they're his. They're Latino. Like the thing about you got served is realistically in the hood. Even if there was a version of the hood that would dance <laughs> after one team lost, somebody's shooting up the whole club. <laughs> like somebody is shooting up everywhere. Everybody ain't making it out of there alive. Wait, okay, so the whole movie was just the dance. Who decided who won? So one of the dudes in B two K was. On they side, but like in the main dance, like at the beginning, it was one dude on they side, right? Mm -hmm. And they was doing dance moves, and the other team was doing all of their same dance moves before they did them. And they was like, "Huh, what's going on? How do they know all about?" So dance he was moves? going to tell. And so them. he in in one of the in one of the major scenes with that dance scene, he flip over to the other side, and they be like, "Oh shit, he's going to the other side." And so the whole movie just be about them trying to learn dance moves to win. I don't know what the measure for winning. I don't remember. I just, I don't remember that much about that movie. All I remember is when I served that Red Lobster, when I was a server, <laughs> I wanted my very last table before I left. I wanted to finish and be like, you got served. <laughs> I wanted to do that shit, but I never got a chance to because I didn't know what my last day was going to be. Oh, Lord. I, at least with Stomp the Yard, they were actually in a contest. Like, it wasn't them just like battling on the yard and shit. Like it was like, and it, and it also makes sense because that's what like fraternities and yes. fraternities and that's what they do. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So it just you got served. It didn't make sense. <laughs> they went to they 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 didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do. They just know they wanted to dance in the movie. Get, we gotta get some just dancing. like Snoop Dogg. No, he just wanted to put a head up to Donald Trump. <laughs> Omarion and then were like, I just want to dance. I don't care what you write around it. Let's dance, and I want a little person to get killed in this. That's what happened. I just... Amarion and Bow Wow are on the same fucking wavelength. Um, but at least Amarion does have love and hip-hop. Omarion don't even be saying stupid shit out here. No, he don't. He don't really... You don't he really ain't got, no, He ain't got that big of a social media prep. He don't. Presence. Mm -mm. No, he don't. Bow Wow has just volunteering bullshit that get him drugged all the time. And he don't need to be drugged no more. No, he does not. He no, he got, does not. Well, what did he even have left to be drugged? Nothing. I don't know. 
So Tyrese that went on a tirade. This dog motherfucker here. About against women and manufactured beauty. Now, I really don't give Tyrese no <laughs> damn weight in the context of saying shit that I think is relevant. You shouldn't, because he's stupid. I do think that this is a dialogue that does exist within the context of a lot of black men. Dumb and smart. Relevant and irrelevant. About, you know, natural beauty versus manufactured beauty. What he called it, manufactured beauty. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. You got to understand that manufactured beauty has been in the context of what white America has told black people that they have to achieve in order to be a part of the white American system. Now, that doesn't very much affect black men because our hair just is like if you get an afro too long. Yeah, but women's hair that are that is naturally long. They have to modify it. They have to do something. They've had to do something to it in order to fit in American society. I'm really happy to see that women or black women have sought to, I guess, have separated themselves so deeply from the idea that they have to be what white America has told them to be and moving away from that. I'm really happy to see that. But I just, I am not going to be a fan of shaming any women who still have a part of that in their understanding of, you know, how they want to exist in their beauty. I don't have a problem if you want to wear weave and fake lashes and makeup or whatever you want to do. And I just, I just can't stand for men that's going to shame that because it might not even be because they're indoctrinated. If they really like how that feels and like how that looks for them, that's that subjective version of beauty that I feel like women need to take for themselves rather than, Follow what a man wants and follow what men want. But men don't know what the fuck they want. And let me tell you why I say that. You have him spouting this bullshit and sending this message that natural beauty is 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 where it's at. If you turn on the television and you look at any of these music videos and you look at any of these bitches that are on the arms of these dudes, these are bitches with this supposed manufactured beauty. That's who out here. That's what you see. Those are the images that are presented. So for you to say, oh, you shouldn't be wearing this weave, but the bitch on your arm got weaved down. <laughs> like, it's it's hypocritical and it's stupid. Like, it doesn't make any sense for you to say this is what I should be, but you be that way and then we're going to choose all of these other people. <laughs> and it's hypocritical because this is new. Like, this is a transition for me. Like, men were ridiculing women with natural hair going on earlier. Yep. And now they want to transition to, you know, criticizing women with weave and shit. You know, like, even talking about, like, comedians, you know, always talking about fake this, fake that, and, you know, men expect it to be real. You know? But all of this came from the context of a conversation that said, you know, um, that was like a hashtag ain't shit men mm -hmm. and it was just a dialogue and I guess he was salty from that you know as if men haven't put themselves in a position in a lot of instances to be looked at like they ain't worth a damn to some women like I mean well, and I, just, 
I just get so irritated about the whole man. Because, like, okay, th- this fake-ass trend. I can assure you that black women are not getting fix-a-flat put in their ass for white men. They're not getting fix-a-flat put in their ass for each other. This is because this is what they feel like men want now. Because the Kim Kardashians and all of these other people of the world have gotten all of these enhancements in their ass and have these unrealistic ass body shapes. Y'all are are, <laughs> are pushing this narrative on the one hand and then on the other hand, you criticizing the shit. You cannot do that. That's not how this shit works. You cannot on the one hand think the shit is okay and then on the other hand be like, but you shouldn't do that. What? Bitches were literally like I think that going to these little uh <laughs> back alley places getting shit put in your ass is dying down. It's not as prevalent. But there was a point in time where bitches were literally dying to get bigger asses because this is what they thought was gonna be appealing, that was gonna move them. Especially if you're trying to be like a fucking video girl. If that's your aspiration in life. <laughs> They were killing themselves, literally, trying to do this shit. Y'all push this narrative. They're not doing that for me. They're doing that for y'all. <laughs> I mean, I don't want no fat ass if you can't cook no eggs. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's so much more to consider in the context of what a person desires, <laughs> right? If you and can't cook no eggs. I'm just saying, like, it, it is the easiest shit to cook. They are. If you fuck up eggs, if you fuck up toast, we got a situation, <laughs> you know? Like, the concept ain't really that difficult. So I think what, and I think that really highlights the, I think it highlights how women have experienced what men expect from them. They expect for women to have this, these outer outer qualities, and bypassing the inner qualities. If men, if they thought that cooking eggs would get them a man, they would, they be, would cooking be in the back shit out of shots, eggs. Ass shots. They would be in the kitchen cooking, cooking eggs. The fuck out of some eggs. Yep, that's what they would be doing. Because society tells you, as a female, that that's your end goal is to you you supposed to find. And I mean, it's not. Again, it's not as bad as it was in like the 50s when you weren't allowed to do shit. <laughs> that that still is like what's considered what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to find a dude and get married and have kids. Preferably a dude with money. <laughs> so they do all of this stupid ass out of shit because this is what they think that you want. And the reason why they think that this is what you want is because this is all the fuck you see in the media. This is all you see in music videos. This is all you see on red carpets. This is what you see. So for you to get on and do a rant about bitches with, with weave and nails and all of it, any awards, it don't even, let's not even talk about like the BT awards and shit. Go to the Oscars. Go, go to uh more... <laughs> I don't know the word a, a more <laughs> whitewashed <laughs> uh, award show you still white women weave weave nails you know they wearing these fucking um, <laughs> corsets and shit trying to make they shape to be this they are doing that because this is what y'all have said that y'all want and I mean y'all collectively obviously each individual man is gonna feel how he gonna feel but collectively 
the message that is put out here is that this is what gonna get you what you want. Men have paid it. Men created the culture. Yeah. That's why I like the people in power create the culture. If you're the leader of your home, you create the culture of what you want to exist in your home. If you are the leader of the genders, which over time, you create the culture of what you expect. Yeah. And you can't criticize what women try to obtain to please what you have shown an expectation is. Yep. Like I said, I'm glad that so many women have come to distance themselves from those expectations because it's changed. It has changed Tyrese from praising the weave to praising the natural hair. Yeah. And so I like that women in that sense have taken that control of, look, I'm just going to be me. You got to get with this shit. But then he went and got an Indian bitch or whatever she is. That's got naturally long hair. So now that goes back to the point of, I don't give Tyrese no weight and nothing he got down say in anything that he does. He, he don't like, Tyrese just looks silly as fuck to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrese don't look like somebody you need to listen to. If you ever been on his Twitter, he say stupid shit. This nigga is illiterate as fuck. So, I mean, you, he ain't somebody that you want to listen to. But again, you going to say this, but you go get somebody who naturally has the qualities that you are dissing other people for manufacturing. Like, she got naturally long hair because of her ethnicity. Like, the I thing... Feel like I feel like at this point, I think I think anybody who is dating someone that is not black or is married to somebody who's not black, I think you forfeit your right to comment on on shit related to like black women. Yeah, I feel like because a football player recently made a comment about black women women when asked why do NFL players go and marry white women, mm-hmm. he gave this whole fucking shit show of comment talking bad about black women. And I'm like, listen, why why does it even matter to you? <laughs> why are you even in this dialogue? Why like why can't you just say this is my personal preference? Why you got to shit on somebody <sighs> to say that's why I didn't choose that person? It's like, because how did that make your white woman feel? To feel like she was selected by default. <laughs> like you didn't choose her over black women. You chose her as a default because Black women clearly just wasn't what you wanted. It's not your cup of tea. Exactly. Like, so you were going to choose somebody white, right? It wasn't she just gonna, happened to happen be, to be the me. lucky bit. I guess the way, depending on how you look at it, she just happened to be the lucky one that was there at the right time. <laughs> but, you know, I guess that goes into that uh, dynamic of, you know, black colorism. Black folks going at black folks. And this is one of the blackest niggas on the planet. Yep. Talking shit, but he's a man. I mean, I guess I don't. Colorism, know. in the sense of light skin versus dark skin, hadn't affected men as much as it's affected women. Uh-oh. Well, I don't know. Light skin men used to be in, but see, just in. But you ain't never heard of a dark skin man struggling. Oh yeah, because you know, of it. Yeah, a lot of dark skin women have struggled. Oh yeah. In the concept of even being perceived as positive. Yeah. You know, like light skinned women hadn't really had that situation. Nope. I think I think it's a transition. <laughs> I think I think dark skinned girls when they're like children can identify with more kids because there's more dark skinned kids around. 
as to where when you light skin, you don't really have an identified group when it comes to white versus black. I think that light skinned women gain steam as it starts to turn into a dating prospect mm -hmm. versus black women because of that colorism. Like dark skinned women start off or just dark skinned kids start off identifying with darker people around them as to where light skinned people don't have that identification. And then when they get older, they become more desirable dating wise as to where the darker you are, you become less desirable dating wise. Yep, which is bullshit. Yeah. It's fuckery, but I mean, that's a bigger issue for women than it is for men. Because men have always been, like, the, the core origin of men in our society has been women choose men for their ability to provide. Men choose women for their beauty, their outer appearance, as for the best shape and the best fit to be able to carry their children mm -hmm. you know and so that's why it really had influenced men as much as it's influenced women because the focus of acquiring a person has just have two different focuses but anyway Tyrese ain't shit that's pretty much pretty much all that is but that's about all I got uh last thing I'd like to say is you know congrats to RuPaul for marrying his longtime boyfriend of like 20, 30 some years. How the fuck you date somebody that damn long? And then, well, I guess in their situation, they weren't able to get married. I mean, they've only been able to get married here in the last few years. I don't think marriage really means shit in the context of a relationship. Depends on the person. I mean, it definitely depends on the person, but that's like what society has conditioned us to think about marriage. I think marriage itself ain't nothing but a minuscule milestone at best. Yeah. You know, you get married, but it don't change that you're going to be what you would have been for that person if y'all didn't get married. Well, benefits and shit start kicking in. And well, I mean, not great ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, you, you can health benefits and... Health benefits? Do you know how much health insurance costs when you add a person onto that shit? I know. It'll be cheaper to just be two individual motherfuckers <laughs> with your own policies. Yeah, because depending on where you work, they'll pay for your individual. They will not pay for family. Exactly. I work for the state, and I didn't have to pay. I, I When I worked for the state, I didn't work for the state, but I worked for an agency that was partnered with the state, so they got the same insurance benefits. It was $50 a, a week for, Can no, 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 everybody weekly. We got paid by weekly. $50 by weekly for individual health insurance. If you added a person, it was $500. God damn. Yes. <laughs> Shit. Whew. That was rough. So that benefit, that's not a benefit. <laughs> it's just going to get worse with this new American, whatever the fuck it's called, health care act that they going to replace Obamacare with. I hope that shit fail. I hope that shit don't get through. A lot of people don't like it, and like Republican wise, don't like it. So it might not get through. It's gonna cut twenty. Well, the politicians the one they get to choose. Yeah, they don't like it though. A lot of them don't like it. Well, it's all it's gonna it's gonna refunnel money into a lot of places that will benefit those Republican politicians to vote for that legislation. It's gonna take twenty four million people off insurance, which means they're gonna get cut a lot of Medicare and Medicaid. Paul Ryan even went to say he went told one of his compadres that we've been dreaming about cutting Medicaid since we was drinking out of kegs. That like, just go to show you what a fuck boy Paul Ryan is. Oh, yeah. he a fuck boy. He's the worst. I try to give Republicans the benefit of the doubt that I they don't know just, why. Not him. <laughs> not him. Okay. 
Republicans in general, I try to get them the benefit of the doubt that they don't quite consider what the poor look like. That's terrible, though. That ain't the bit. <laughs> you should. <laughs> when you decide to be a politician and say that you're going to represent the people, you should have an idea of what the people look like. And the people look like a lot of different things. Like, that ain't no justification because they don't know. that They don't want to know. Not they don't endeavor to know. Like, for, for example, Donald Trump. I don't expect Donald Trump know what it feels like to just have bologna sandwiches to eat for lunch <laughs> or for after school. I don't expect him to understand that. I don't expect him to understand what it looked like putting aluminum foil on top of the TV antenna to try to get some kind of reception. <laughs> I don't expect Donald Trump understand what it's like to not be able to have a ride somewhere because the car broke down. I mean, like, yeah, he wouldn't, but I feel like you what you're talking about is sympathizing. He can empathize if he was a human. <laughs> He's not a human being, though. Like, I don't feel like you have to have gone through it to, like, know it's fucked up. That's a terrible situation regardless. I don't like, think you know how fucked up it can be until you've been in it. I guess. You know, like... It seems like they don't know how fucked up it is at all. They just feel like people choosing this life. Well, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you'll be able to do better. Like, they don't even believe that it's this way because there's there's no other way for these particular people. For them, it's just, y'all lazy. You don't want to do any better. You like eating your bologna sandwiches for dinner. Well, what's with that? <laughs> Pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. It's going to turn into pulling this 45 about the bootstrap <laughs> and robbing Paul Ryan ass <laughs> because we ain't got no health insurance and we out here dying. Pretty much. Like, that shit's stupid. You know, I try to be objective and try to get a benefit out, but I just don't, I just don't, I've not been able to rationalize how they can justify taking so many people off of insurance. And when you can't rationalize it, it is not rational. Because you can rationalize almost anything. All of the entitlements. They've convinced themselves. They're, I think they've realistically convinced themselves that what the government does for poor people is just them going out and giving homeless people just money, <laughs> money, money. But they don't look at corporate welfare the same. They don't look at these no. bonuses they fit to give to these CEOs the same. They don't look at what tax breaks they finna give to these health insurance companies the same. Nope. That shit is so frustrating to look at, to experience. Yep. They some assholes. They the worst. They're the absolute fucking worst. But anyway. But that's all I got. That's all I have. Alright. Until we come to the next conversation. We out. All right.